Hi everyone, I'm Estelle and welcome to the Word for Work podcast, a place where we explore the intersection of personal development and faith through audio storytelling. For those celebrating Chinese New Year, the Word for Work team would like to wish you a happy Chinese New Year. May the year of the new be an auspicious one for you and your loved ones. Coming back to today's episode, we have someone who flexes his right brain fairly often, definitely more often than me to say the least. He's a creative talent of script writing, video editing, acting, directing, the list goes on. Before we review who the guest speaker is and how he mastered the art of understanding through Christ, let's roll the intro music. Hi everyone. So today we have a creative with us, a talented friend of mine who is a YouTuber, a comedian, and a co-founder of a video production studio based in Malaysia. Without further ado, let's welcome Darren Chang. Hi, Darren. Hello. So it's great to have you with us. How are you doing? How are things this Chinese New Year? Ah, uh, okay. Ah, the Malaysian weather is ah uh, well hot as usual, but life during pandemic is. Interesting. You don't get that often. Never seen before. But my ah、uh, my laptop hijacked for Netflix because family wants to use it for Chinese New Year. So I couldn't get any work done for like the first week. Oh, <laughs> I think it's definitely for the greater good. Hopefully. <laughs> wow, <Well> , cannot. <laughs> Okay,、um, so I guess for the benefit of our listeners,、uh, let's spend then the first few minutes knowing you. You could share where did you grow up, some fun memories of your upbringing, perhaps, and yeah, just anything that can help us to know you, Darren Chang, as a person. So, Darren, tell us your story. So, I grew up in Sungai Buloh, but then I moved to Damansara Utama, where I am still situated. Ah,、uh, nothing particularly interesting about my childhood or teenage years. I went to Melbourne, Australia, to study creative writing. But decided to come back to Malaysia to restart a media business with my partner. Ah,、uh, it was it was also in Melbourne where I became Christian. I have multiple roles in my company, but I mainly script video, usually comedy. Personality wise, I would say I'm very laid back about life, but a little too serious when it comes to work. So since I'm a comedian, I like to say that I am seriously funny, but The even funnier part is that I'm not a people person. Wait, so you're saying that your mission as a comedian is to entertain people, but you're not a people person? Hashtag mind blown. Yeah, absolutely not, lah. But the the way I'm getting through life is studying the behavior pattern of human beings. But since people say I'm funny, so I decided why not, lor? It's nice to see people laugh, lah. So become comedian. <laughs> Nice one.、Uh, on a personal note, knowing Darren for a while now, one thing I noticed about you is that you're definitely a personality with a very interesting mix. Why I said so? It's because you're an INTJ, so introverted, intuitive thinking, and judging personality, which often refers to a person that is super logical and analytical problem solver that looks into facts, figures, and evidence. Full stop. Yet here you are pursuing your journey in the crafts. So super interesting. 
I, I think it's more strange than interesting. Uh. Even <laughs> my data says that I should be doing something else like law or accounting. So, yeah. Nice. Um, I mean, for, for us, it's, it's really interesting. And uh, as we spoke earlier, I guess you're a creative that wears multiple hats. So can you share how is it like co-founding and uh, running a homegrown production studio? And how long has it been since you started this journey of yours? Um, we, we started about five years ago, in, back in 2016. My roles are usually script writing because of my creative writing background. I also wear the director's hat, handle the lights. I'm not too good with camera framing yet, but that's another skill I'll be adding to my list soon um, because there's a bit of a pattern present and I like patterns. As for how it's like to co-found a studio, I would say it's quite difficult. Sometimes it's the case of your work is to find out what your work should be. You can research high and low on why things fail and how the things succeed, but if you don't actually have a hand at doing it, it's basically useless data. I would say I'm optimistic, but I also have to be realistic. You can dream, but how practical the dream is, you have to be honest with yourself. Ah. Really like the honesty part that you mentioned, because in, in today's world, I think we often underestimate that or underappreciate mm -hmm. that. And definitely one thing that we have to appreciate more. So being an, as we call it, interesting person as yourself, tell us a little bit more. What is it like working with Darren? Uh, the, the feedback that used to come back from friends of friends would be uh, Darren is a bit intimidating. So over the years, I tried to be more jovial and make fun of things. But as I mentioned before, I can be a bit serious with my work. And as for the people who work with me, sometimes they get overwhelmed. Uh, but it's not because I boss them around and pile stuff on them. Really, one, uh, it's not. It's not a joke. I don't boss them around. It's it's more of they compare themselves to me, which I I really disapprove. Some people told me that they feel inferior because they cannot seem to put in as much effort as I do. And to this, I have to tell them that they should not be comparing their lifestyle to mine. They have social circles. They have hobbies. They got relationships. I don't quite have these things, so shouldn't compare. But let's say I compare myself to you, Estelle. You're, you're a software engineer, right? Yep, by so, education, not by oh, practice. <laughs> oh. So if I were to jump on your ship and then compare myself to you, I have film stuff and now I got to put in effort learning an extra thing. So obviously I'm going to be always behind. So I usually tell them, don't compare, just do your best. Mm -hmm. I can definitely resonate to that. Um, I might even say being the competitive person myself, uh, just compare to yourself, right? So you should always strive for excellence. I think mm -hmm. our God is a God of excellence as well. So as long as we are just doing and achieving the better version of ourselves, I think that's all that mm -hmm. we can ask for. So I want to zoom in more on learning about your professional life as the co-founder and as a creative. What are some of the challenges you face on a regular basis? Hmm. Uh, I, I have come to understand that I operate very differently from a lot of people because my formula for solving a problem is what is the problem, why it happened, and how do I solve it? I have like zero feelings when it comes to solving a problem and especially when it comes to work. 
But in my defense, I didn't realize there were correct methods of approaching clients. I followed the code of work is work, feelings is feelings. They should be separate. Then I discovered that clients don't like to be told what they are doing is not working. I was under the impression that they were all, we were all gathered there to fix the problem. But well, apparently emotions were also involved. Nobody told me that. But needless to say, the deal wasn't closed. Um, another challenge I face is uh, people say I can be quite heartless. The more recent example would be like, say, when, when our Malaysian government said lockdown. To me, it's like, yeah, that's fine. Everybody just stay at home to prevent the virus from spreading, right? And I was just very annoyed at people who kept going out. I actually, uh, embarrassing lah. I actually condemned these actions for quite a while. But after about the third week into MCO, I realized that small businesses were suffering, uh, like roadside stalls. To me, it's like God saying, hey, don't judge these people. They need to keep operating. Otherwise, they can't put food on the table. And that I find is a logical argument, which made my condemnation of people invalid. Um, it, just, it just suddenly wasn't a simple case of just stay at home. Um, back to my work, I guess this is where it starts being more prominent. So I said previously that I could switch off feelings when it comes to work. I can work for like four hours on something, uh, decide it's trash and just hit delete. There is the slash and burn mentality I have where if something doesn't work, just throw it away. Save time, make new one. So my business partner wasn't very happy about it because I also applied it to her work. To say I'm not a people person, that is something I still struggle with, understanding people. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that, Darren. I guess understanding people is not the easiest thing to do. I guess even mm. for, for me as a project manager, that's always one of the, the biggest hurdle. Cool. Um, so I guess coming back to the situation that we are all in right now, I cannot think of a more vital time during this pandemic And also, again, being in corporate myself, quite difficult for me to visualize how running your own studio and keeping your business alive would would look like. Uh, My guess is that despite it being a a lonelier journey, a lot has to do with your strong partnership with your co-founder, as you briefly mentioned. So, Darren, perhaps you could tell us more about your work relationship with your co-founder. My my partner and I are complete opposites. She's a, she's a very team-oriented person. She likes to share ideas, discuss about them. And I am more of, to put it very bluntly, uh, and uh, tell me what you want. When do you want it? Now get lost. Let me do it. She, she has the need for aesthetics and quality, whereas for me, it's uh, if it works, it works. Just finish it. We are only two people. Don't spend so much time on it. We need to move to the next thing. So this mentality uh, translated into something quite cool and calculated, which my partner didn't really appreciate. Lah. So for two years, I worked with her and I just couldn't understand why I was so stressed out all the time. My formula of what, why and how also didn't work. So obviously I was a bit puzzled. Then when she finally brought it up, the pieces just came together. There was a huge personality clash during projects. She'll get annoyed with me when I disappear to think how to solve it. 
then I'll get annoyed with her when she asks about something a fine too small for needing my attention. Like, please just decide if you want it red or blue. Like, don't ask me this kind of question. I don't know how to answer you. So, so to say that it's been a lonely journey, it's quite an understatement. Um, I think I've come to accept that not everyone will get that I'm still in the process of understanding them, but it's okay. I don't, I don't owe it to them to rush myself. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's interesting to see how a, a logical person like yourself would operate and how the work dynamics and the environment you're in changes you over time as well. Can you share how did you have this realization and perhaps share how did your faith help you to arrive? Uh, prepare yourself for a very long story, I guess. Um, so before I came to become Christian, I had this stroke of bad events that started from primary school. Uh, people would bully me, they would hate me, make fun of me, and uh, things just got worse as life progressed. And I, I really cursed, I cursed God back then. I was very angry. So I hated my life. I hated myself and I hated why I couldn't be happy like everyone else. So I went through my uni days hating the world. Um, some of my friends tried to bring me to church, but I uh, I made I made fun of them. It's it's still embarrassing to admit it after all these years. But yeah. Um, there came a point where life got really bad and my mental state was in pieces, but I knew I needed help. Uh, so I got things like self-help books. Uh, they, they worked quite a while, but I just couldn't get rid of that anger I had at the world. But I knew it was eating me up inside. So, so one day, my friend again suggested church. I thought, fine, why not, right? It's the one thing I haven't tried, so... Let's go and see this guy everybody's talking about, uh, Jesus Christ, right? Perhaps you've heard of him. Uh, so what, what I would usually do is I'll give at least three chances to anything before I write it off completely. In church, I attended cell groups, prayer meetings, and I would poke holes at their messages. Uh, <laughs> but somehow, uh, they will always have something to reply. And... Because I was looking for answers, I continued doing this. Then there came a time where the questions came too fast and I wasn't getting the answers I needed to uh, as quickly as I wanted them. So what else could I do except to read for myself, right, the Bible? Um, when I started reading, there were, there were things that I didn't agree with at first, so I debated with God. And uh, every time he would point me to something in the Bible where it would rebuke my own understanding, especially in the book of Proverbs. So that book has helped me quite a lot. Um, what, what I learned was that there are reasons for everything. And whether you are ready for the answers or not, these are the answers. So after a while, I asked enough questions and because the answers were satisfactory, I, I decided, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm done asking questions. It's, it's time to just accept and be Christian. But 
being Christian, it wasn't exactly easy either. It actually got harder. Um, I used to feel very detached because I felt like people people become overflowed with joy that there'll be tears of happiness while worshiping Jesus. But I, well, I had this problem of lack of emotion. Ah. So there's that question of, does Jesus really want someone like me? Um, at the time, I still didn't understand fully. Uh, I still thought that I must work hard to get a place in heaven, which is, which is completely wrong. I, I went through a very huge mental shift. I started looking at the negative things in my life as opportunities. And ever since then, I tried this. Ever since I tried this mentality, I found it to be more effective. It's like a whole new perspective I didn't think to look at. And that's when I realized that God has been trying to get me to come to him earlier, but I was just too stubborn. <laughs> All the things that happened was the result of my own thinking, my own doing. So, so, so if God can want someone as lack of emotion as me, I think it's logical that everyone who falls between the spectrum has a place with him. So following that, if he loves everyone, then I should also try to love them too. And to love something, I feel it's to try and understand these people. I'm finishing, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with my kind of journey, what is it like to be a Christian working with non-believers? I think that's what a lot of Christians are asking, right? So I won't sugarcoat it. It's very tough because the non-believers, they don't know what you're thinking. Christians have to understand this. I was I was a non-believer and back then you all talk about this invisible God God thing. Um, how can we expect people to take us seriously? We have to remember that the world has skewed their thinking, twisted it. Um, we, we, we cannot tell someone to take a leap of faith or something they don't understand. The, the times have changed very drastically. We, we have to go to their level understanding and try to see what is stopping them. We have to walk with them, solve it with them. And if they, tr if they see we're trying to understand them, then they will be more open to trying to understand us. But, but if they don't want to, that's another story, but that's not the point. Wow, I mean, Darren, thanks for sharing your, your personal story. You could see that I've gone through a lot in your journey and come to that realization is, is definitely a, a miracle and only our God can do that. In retrospect, I see that your sharing centers a lot uh, and around understanding how to understand. And being human ourselves, there are times when what's in front of you or what's in front of us is, is different from what we expect. Right. And living in a time of uncertainties and unknowns, honestly speaking, it's literally blowing most of us out of our comfort zone. And I, I guess by now this happens one too many times for you. And I'm sure our listeners would also be curious to learn how would you overcome the resistance or fear of missed expectation? And what was that knee jerk reaction like for you? 
to to me i thought i thought things would be easier uh not not gonna lie i actually thought things would be easier but turns out it's the complete opposite so i go through frustration on a on a daily basis where i wake up feeling i should be doing work but what kind of work i'm stuck i have no actors all these things are beyond my control so my thought process was that worrying about things don't solve anything there's a mentality which i refuse to accept and that's the question of why something is happening to me as a christian we should already know that there is suffering in the world because evil is present and i don't wish to grant that kind of entity the credit of having confused me into not knowing what should be done with the kind of authority god has given to us we should be thinking of how to overcome adversity there are times where really i have no solution for the problem so what else can i do apart from my best right if i can't even give my best why should god even step in it's like you you're not even helping yourself so why would god help you a lot of people have this stress of losing what they have yeah i go that i i go through that too i have this small paranoia of going to sleep and one day waking up finding out that i'm unable to write a creative sentence but again so what nothing on this earth is permanent everything can be taken away in an instant but we have to remember that god can restore to us what's lost and give us even more so again there is the simple question what else should you do if not your best Well, that's a really powerful message there, Darren. Thank you so much for walking through that journey of yours with us. And uh, we're coming towards the end of our episode. Can you condense three key takeaways that our listeners can act upon? One is to be patient with yourself. Allow yourself to fail. Uh, you are only human. So don't try to do things that are too crazy. But if you want to do the crazy things anyway, you should allow yourself to fail. Be optimistic, but be realistic. The second thing is, if you don't understand something, still do your best. Don't do nothing, but don't rush it. Don't stress. God has plans to prosper you, not to harm you. He will take care of you. So just keep going. That's what we are made for. Okay. Yeah, we are his vision, and he is our mission. The third thing is that be a comedian. Lah, learn, learn to laugh at yourself, and soon nothing will scare you as much. Really, you laugh at yourself, nothing can laugh at you. That's a very good pitch for a comedian. <laughs> so whoever that wants to potentially be one, I think that's. Really, some key takeaways that you could really inspire from, and um, I guess in this season,、uh, maybe Darren, you could also share a Bible verse that resonates with you. No problem. What I have for all you folks is that Proverbs chapter three verses five to six: Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. Amen. Thank you, Darren, again for your openness to share. This just show how great and merciful our. 
about is to connect us in, in this work for work platform and whether we're at our high point or low point, his store is always open and that's definitely the greatest gift for us all. Yeah. It's been a pleasure to have you with us today. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to this month's release of Word for Work. We hope that you would continue to tune in and we look forward to see you in our next episode. Thank you. Goodbye. everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's release of Word for Work. Do follow us on our socials and subscribe for more content. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.